Support for a Kenny for Your Thoughts podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Pay attention. Well, hey, dude, I see you got the memo that <laughs> stings in AEW. <laughs> Oh hell yeah, things in AEW. I'm uh, so freaking hyped. I Me mean, too, bro. This gonna happen for the future. I mean, I've been listening to a lot of police lately. I mean, it's so wait, good Brandon, today. hold on. Wasn't that the skit from last week? Uh, that, no, maybe. It wasn't that the same thing we yes. did. Wait, what kind of wrestling show does like the same skit or promo twice? Kenny Omega. <laughs> Yo, it's showtime, here we go Buckle up, mask up, Rey Mysterio Yeah, Mr. McMahon in your stereo I'ma set the stipulation and scenario Force count everywhere, doors drop everywhere Hit you with a finisher from out of nowhere Eyes all white with the cold stare, you know I had to go there Hell yeah, the flow so real Pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts You ain't really ready for the boss No pennies in my shorts, just a Kenny for your thoughts Shooting star deadly off the porch No pennies in my shorts Just a Kenny for your thoughts The most electrifying steady with the source Not a penny in my shorts Just a Kenny for your thoughts Yeah, just a Kenny for your thoughts What? The Kenny for your thoughts podcast Brandon, what the hell's on your face? (laughs) Can you explain this to the Can you explain this to the world? Wolfpack for life, ladies and gentlemen Let me me explain Wolfpack for life Brandon, Brandon's really cheap and Brandon tried to do <laughs> the the wolf pack I really tried, makeup for you all, really and this is but, what we get. Yeah, it all went horribly wrong. They didn't have just like red paint in the tube <laughs> for some reason. So you have it tomato like like tomato all over your face. <laughs> so, so what I tried to do, I was but, just like, like oh, I try to make this. I try to make this a professional podcast. I try to use my wrestling podcaster voice and talk like this, and then instead you show up with period blood all over your face. I, that's what it looks like. Oh, but it was we, it just, Brandon, just we running it. off my face. Wait, wait, Brandon, we lost you uh, there for a second. That there actually, it actually skipped a beat there because it's so just perplexed. I think YouTube's trying to censor us because they think there's gore. Really, we're probably going to get censored for gore and blood <laughs> because they because they think that there's a man bleeding on air. So this is some like some freaking uh, Al Qaeda training video that I'm showing people. YouTube, I promise I'm not rubbing period blood on my face. It's an accident. Uh, I'm getting kicked off just for the language I'm using right now. <laughs> All right. All right, I have a frozen screen here. so Of course you do, Brandon. Yeah. It says, please tell me the white is from last week and it won't wash off. <laughs> no, I had to watch Brandon actually try to try to go ahead and put it on, on air. <laughs> For, while I was waiting for the yeah. episode, there was a slew of transitions that had Brandon on air. Last thing I needed is that damn jump scare. Yeah, yeah. The funny part, they were definitely on mistake, but I was like, Brandon thought I was like ribbing him, so I just went with it. He's like, my, <laughs> look at this, look at this. Maybe this is the best thing possible. Yeah, He's like, like Michael Jackson. He's permanently white now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I this figured is like, with the white base, yeah, the red would hold, but uh, it didn't work. So, Taylor Arnold on Instagram, jump over on the live chat, please. 
Uh, but I appreciate your comments. It says, man, I love your podcast. My man's number one in the world for me. It's phenomenal. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You know what's really phenomenal, though, Brandon? Definitely not your face paint, first of all. What's really phenomenal is the wrestling world uh, this week, because I feel like we're like AEW is just uh, firing on all cylinders. And uh, it's by the way, it's super weird. Um, let me uh-huh. let me point this out, which you all can't see. You just see uh, you, you all just see like the green screen like we normally have. Yeah. But I'm actually not in the room that I'm normally in. I bought like a fancy again. You can't see it, but I bought one of them fancy green screen um you know i think you have the same one the, the portable ones where you can kind of like lift it all the way up oh. i think it's the one you have uh so I, I finally got one of those and i'm sitting in my living room right now but it's oh, so that's... spacious that if i yell it echoes uh, so that's yeah cool. how are you liking the the portable thing uh, i like it, the, I, it the will, screen. I like it because i can just sit wherever the hell i want i'm gonna go outside <laughs> next time and, and do a podcast <laughs> over there by the way youtube apple juice as i always tell you Right. And I like this comment. I like this comment talking about Roddy Piper with that one incident from 1990. Damn it, Brandon. Yeah. So what what he's talking about? Let's explain. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> um, Roddy Piper at WrestleMania six did uh, like a half black face, basically. So he did half black. Yes. And, uh, yes. Against Bad News Brown, of course, which is horrible. But he's like, you don't know which one you get, Hot Rod or the Hot Scott. And he's like, one of them is going to do it. So funny story. Let's talk about that, actually, here, because I know all the, I know stupid insider information, right? So Roddy Piper went on record as saying um, Andre the Giant, there was like a solvent to take that paint off. So when he came back at WrestleMania 6, you know, he's looking for the solvent. Well, Andre the Giant had dumped out the solvent and replaced it with water. So Roddy (laughs) Piper sitting there in the mirror rubbing all of this paint trying to rub it off with freaking water and it's not coming off because it's freaking uh what do you call it non-water soluble and just holy crap roddy piper apparently gave up eventually and had to catch a flight from canada back to the u.s <laughs> half black and half white <laughs> so i mean <laughs> dude, awesome. dude that those jokes are hardcore man <laughs> wrestling's been weird too with old superstars and who Oh my God, never started on my end. What is that? What was uh, fraud? What, what's going on with this chat? Everybody's saying um, unpopular opinion. I'm okay with that. Moxley won. Bro, yeah. I hope the chat's not... Um... Look, I, look <laughs> I want the chat as fast as my brain, not as slow as Brandon's yeah. tomato face brain. Brandon, what the hell, man? It's going to come together, man. I'm going to figure this out. I just gotta find the right paint. Brandon's tried. Store. Brandon tried so hard to be cheap with his Wolfpack thing. It's by the trying. way, by the way, common sense. I'm gonna tell you, you were <laughs> Brandon's. Brandon's whole thing was that he was gonna put on the white and then rub on the the red blood, right. so maybe it'll look good. Brandon, yeah. here's common sense. You put some of the white paint into a cup. You put a little bit of the red and you mix it. Oh, mix it in before you put it on. But Damn you see, it. I you see, I'm just. He's That's just why I'm the host of the show, bro. Genius. This is why that is why host. right now, actually, it's funny because I feel, I feel like Roman right now because I am at the head of the table of my dining room <laughs> as we speak right now. So, <laughs> but Brandon. Father Kenny. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What did you think of the uh, duplicate promos? <laughs> you know, 
we'll get into up. we'll get into that. Um, oh, you were saying that? Okay. I kind of want to get into something right off the bat, just because it's fresh in my mind, and I don't okay. care. It's my damn podcast. I can go whatever order I want. Um, so here, uh, what I want to talk about is this report that's going out from No DQ. From uh, I think it originated from Papa Dave, Dave Meltzer, about mm. how Vince McMahon is unhappy. And, and they, the reports target Keith Lee, by the way, even though there's <laughs> multiple names on this list. But I'm going to read it to you how the dirt sheets are reporting it. Brandon, I can see that you're lighting up a web browser to freaking go look at it right now. Look at you. No, I got to fix my <laughs> contrast. There uh-huh. we go. Uh-huh. Yeah, we're good. We're all good. So, <laughs> I was looking at the top so yeah, there we go. Let's talk. Um, so Keith Lee, supposedly Vince McMahon's unhappy with Keith Lee. Unhappy is sending him back. This is, again, how it reads. Sending him back to the Performance Center so that he can hone his craft. Now, people are going crazy on the Internet. They're saying, Vince is so out of touch. Freaking Keith Lee is phenomenal. Like, what are you, what are you doing? And this is why Keith Lee is going to leave to... Uh, to AEW, I mean, of course, people are going crazy. Vince McMahon doesn't understand, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, guys, 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 guys. You're reading it a certain way off the dirt sheets. And granted, the dirt sheets want you to read it like that. Who here on the chat, let me know. By the way, everybody, do me a favor, hit a thumbs up. But it doesn't matter because YouTube, every time, by the way, Brandon, every time we get a thumbs up on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, we had like 11 when the episode ended. It went down <laughs> to two. Then it went back up to eight. And then it went to two. Yeah. And then it went up to four, and then it went to three. So YouTube's taken away. And these are the problem uh-huh. I have with that, right? The problem I have is they're legitimate likes because there are people in this chat who watch our show, who support us, and I thank all of you. So it just irritates me because it'd be different if it was like spam, uh, spam right. likes going away because I totally get that. But it, literally, people who consume our content, their likes are going away. Why? Because they're regulars? So mm-hmm. YouTube's algorithm is like, well, they always show up. I guess, I guess they have to be bots. So Brandon, uh, are, you, are these bots that you've been paying people? <laughs> so it might have been the bots that I paid for. Yeah, That makes sense. But I wonder if like, we were saying weird stuff. <laughs> but Brandon, <laughs> you haven't pulled up because you're that type of person. What is the, how, how do the reports read about Keith Lee? Uh, Oh no no! I, I I was pulling up the uh, the topics, but yeah, I, I from what I gathered, it was that the sort of the big guys he didn't like the way I guess they were working. And so wait, wait, like, hit your mic by the way while doing that. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, he, he didn't like the way they pull were your mic. Work. Pull your mic up. By the way, you're muffled. Uh, yeah. So it's so like they, I guess they needed to freshen up like on um, some of their oh my god skills. pull it on camera Brandon do I have to teach you do you, do you think after 105 episodes that Brandon would know how to set up a microphone yeah it's it's, it's at a weird angle here different different mic setup uh, there, there we go uh, okay Brandon sort of there we go like this. so you right, were there saying there we go you were saying yeah yes yes so i i felt it w- what i got from it was i guess maybe they wanted them to wrestle sort of a certain style and so they were just sort of fixing it up like stop shaking back the mic stand it up here we go i gotta kind of hold it here that should work you know i i planned on having a good episode brandon i guess you did it <laughs> no, this you see, look at this. YouTube thinks we're bots because they pull up your videos and see Brandon and Bloodface and think, who would watch this? 
But anyway, yeah. as you were saying, Brandon, yes, everybody, yes. everybody, this is this is Brandon. Go ahead. Right. I, I didn't think it was anything bad or necessarily like, you know, he had done any, you know, it was a bad thing that this was happening. Uh, and it was, there was other wrestlers too. It wasn't just Keith Lee. It was Otis. Um, it was, yeah. uh, what's his face? Omega. Exactly. I can't remember his name. AJ yeah. Styles bodyguard. Um, uh, Omus, I think. Omus. Yeah. Omus. Yeah. Um, so I guess, I guess my thing, yeah, you see everybody says Brandon's just excited, Kenny. Yes. I appreciate that. Um, but my thing is everybody leached onto this news and said, how does Vince McMahon not see the star power in Keith Lee that he would send him to the performance center? I don't guys, I don't know if you realize, but the performance center is where WWE does their shit. Like the performance center is not just a developmental. The Undertaker went and trained in, in the Performance Center when he needed to come back. The Rock went there. Batista went there. Major stars go and touch the Performance Center because guess what? It's a training facility for WWE. It's their in-house training facility. Um, <laughs> you should have titled this episode, Period Condom Fiddles with Mike for an hour. <laughs> Kyle, I love you. Um, but anyway, my point is, People are acting like this is some kind of demotion. Like this is Keith Lee being sent back, like as if he was sent to OVW back in the day. Uh, no, guys, here's what it is. And here's me showing you that you just have a bias against WWE and Vince McMahon. Obviously, Vince McMahon sees something in Keith Lee. Look at the names. Like Brandon was saying, look at the names. Omis, yeah. right? Dabakato, uh, Otis and Keith Lee and, and specifically Otis and Keith Lee our main attractions on both their shows even tonight on smackdown otis was in a major match what i'm saying is these guys are not getting just sent back to catering they're getting sent to refine their skills at the performance center look at this as almost like a workshop look at this as how to be a big man 101 obviously vince mcmahon sees something in these people especially sees something in keith lee and it's no secret go watch wwe 24 he literally says, I have something with you. Look at, look at you, your presence, your athlete. You just got to make me believe it. And he says that on the WWE 24. And yet some people are, are just harping on Vince McMahon. I don't understand how people disrespect this guy. I'm not sitting there kissing Vince McMahon's ass. But even Keith Lee, after that WWE 24 episode, he goes, ooh, Vince got me uh, ready to kill now, you know? Hmm. And my thing is keith lee obviously has a presence but a lot of people were saying keith lee doesn't need training oh thank you thank you person on the internet as opposed to the guy who's made millions of dollars and done so much for the wrestling business i think i'm gonna listen to his opinion and not listen to some troll on twitter like brandon would because that's where brandon gets his life advice from obviously because some t troll on twitter was like you should go you should put blood on your face and go on air they do the, the next time listen to the multimillionaire me Yes. But I'm just saying, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to it, it's like, obviously Vince is saying, especially to Otis and Keith Lee, you're my guys. You're my big men. Obviously, Vince always has had a soft spot for the big men, right? And that's, it's a joke. It's always a joke. <laughs> Kenny making sure he wears non-WWE shirts so people can't call him a WWE mark. It's true. <laughs> um, somebody actually, I was buying toilet paper of all things, and then somebody looks yeah. at me and goes, nice shirt. Hey, he just put up the, the put up the wolf. Uh, the wolf. Yeah, so the little wolf pack, which Brandon's attempting to be wolf pack sting. So different story for a different day. This is weird, by the way, this echo makes me feel like I'm like in purgatory or something. But anyway, so what the hell was I saying, Brandon? You got me every time I look up, I just want to vomit. <laughs> You're talking so, about Vince loving his big guys. He sees something in right. Otis. 
and so keep- my thing is obviously he's sending them to the pc because he wants them to be what he feels like big guys should be right mm-hmm. and i give you an example of something that happened to the big show watch by the way mark henry and the big show both got sent back to ovw in the early 2000s and one's a hall of famer and one's gonna be a hall of famer so obviously vince saw something in them and wouldn't just send somebody back because it's a punishment per se in the big show's case big show tells a story and i want this to i want you to think about keith lee when i say this big show said he was missing something and there was a day when stone cold steve austin you they were doing like a circuit on the house show uh scene and he was just getting stunnered every night and he's getting his ass kicked and that was it and uh, he comes backstage and Finley, he's like, damn, man, what am I doing out there? And Big, uh, Finley goes, well, be a giant. And Big Show goes, yeah, that's insightful. Just be a giant, right? Like he didn't, he didn't understand. So one night, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Big Show yanks him by his tights and throws him in the ring. Basically gives him a wedgie, right? Accidentally. So Stone Cold pops him on the jaw. Bam, bam, bam. Just hits him like three times on, on the jaw. And... <sighs> Big Show got, and he says, off the tights, you stupid son of a bitch, says, says that to Big Show. Well, Big Show gets legitimately mad. And so he grabs Stone Cold, you know, being the big presence that he is, and he just pie phases him into the turnbuckle. And he holds him there, and he goes, don't ever hit me like that again. Stone Cold's response was, way to fire up, kid. And that's when Big Show said he got it. Oh, be a giant. Because he's a giant. He's supposed to manhandle Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's not supposed mm. to just work like everybody else. So, what I, so tying it back to Keith Lee, I think Vince is basically saying, here's a workshop. I want to show you how to be comfortable in the body that you have and how unique you are, Keith Lee and Otis especially. You're unique. This is how I want you to work to show different styles of matches. So you're not just having a match with somebody. You're having a big man match with somebody. He knows Keith Lee can work. He knows Keith Lee's athletic. He knows that Keith Lee could jump over the top rope. That's not what he's trying to refine. Everybody's saying, oh, Keith Lee doesn't need to learn anything. You, thank, thanks again, because you obviously don't understand the wrestling business. What he's teaching Keith Lee is that missing piece of the puzzle, how to be a big man. How to be comfortable in the frame that he's in and look better for it so that people at home believe it. Because as much as Keith Lee can fly around, and I'm not trying to be like, a, oh, you know, it's not just about flying around. But as much as Keith Lee can f- fly around, Vince is trying to work on his flaws. You're not used to being the bigger guy in the ring. You're used to being the athletic big guy. So now we got to tune it back a little bit because we want you to have years in the WWE and not, in- not injure yourself. Do you see the thinking? And I don't, I don't understand how that wasn't obvious to people. But I guess it's hard to be obvious when you're so biased. <laughs> <laughs> He could be the next, you know, like a Kane like a type or a Undertaker type. Perfect you know. example. As a perfect example, look at Kane. Did anybody ever sit there and go, Kane's not one of the most athletic guys in the room? No, we knew he was, but he was explosive. We knew, he knew when to channel it, you know? When Kane was doing that lumbering walk and he was scaring people, that was 99% of it. And then all of a sudden he jumped on the top rope and he hit that clothesline. And you saw the explosiveness and he got it. You know who else, again, like you said, who was like that was The Undertaker. Go look at Undertaker in WCW in 1990. He was one of the most explosive and amazing superstars athletically. 
When he came to the WWE, you wouldn't know he knew how to work. Why? Because less is more sometimes. The Undertaker knew that to present his character, what he needed to do was throttle it down and move slow, methodically, like Jason Voorhees. And then all of a sudden, like, you know, again, he, he says this, his exact words, you know, when it was time for, to cut somebody's neck, Jason was there like this. Right. That's how The Undertaker was, you know, move slow, nice and paced. All of a sudden, close like, bam, and then throttle it back down. If Undertaker didn't work like that, Undertaker wouldn't be the legend that he is. So, again, tying it back to Keith Lee, guys, he sees something in Keith Lee and he's trying to teach him that. He's trying to have him with the longevity of an Undertaker with a, of a cane and not just burn himself out. Because, again, this is a national audience with a national company. This is not the indies. And I know I'm going to get heat for people for saying that, but the <laughs> indies... There's a certain style you have to have because you have to stand out. You have to make people go, oh, that guy. That guy is amazing. Now you're in WWE, you have to have substance. It's not about the, you know, the big bang, bang car accident. It's about the long game. So again, Press I just... I, born, more great Kali. So happy medium. <laughs> Even Evan Bourne slowed it down, man. Evan Bourne gets right. it now. Evan Bourne's more explosive than just jumping around. Um, and I want to read this comment. Kyle says... it. Uh, correctly it's one thing to have the ability it's all about knowing how to utilize it that's what they're really trying to refine and lee is still very new to the business he absolutely has room to grow and that's what people don't understand like keith lee i i it's so it tells you people's mentality when people on the internet are telling me keith lee has nothing to work on if that's how the rock thought if that's how stone cold thought if that's how the undertaker thought they would have never became the legends that they were because if you're truly a legend in the business, you always want to learn and adapt and grow and add more to your arsenal. Look at Stone Cold. He was limited by his neck, right? So his neck, obviously he had that neck injury and he used to be the best wrestler in the room. But then he realized, okay, I can't do all that stuff anymore because I hurt my neck. So what did he do? He changed it to a brawling style. Remember, he started punching and kicking and stopping a mud hole. And here's the funny part. He got more over with that shit. He did less and he got more over because all we wanted to see from Stone Cold was him come out, punch a guy a couple times, kick his ass, and then give him a stunner. We didn't need to see him with a drop down and an axe handle and a beautiful <laughs> wrestling. Like, that, leave that for Kurt Angle. We just want to see Stone Cold literally, you know, what was, what was the saying? Walk a mud hole and stomp a mud hole and walk yeah. it dry. That's all we wanted to see. So we go back to even Hogan. People don't realize Hogan can wrestle. Hogan went to Japan, he'd wrestle like crazy. What'd he do in the US? He'd body slam a motherfucker. You know, he would leg drop them. He'd do a couple of a couple of poses. <laughs> Hogan must pose. And then that was it. And he understood that. And even in hindsight, Hogan says, Brother, I should have never used the, the leg drop because of all that compacting on my spine. Right. Oh man. He goes, and he goes, in hindsight, it didn't make sense for my character with all the strength to use a leg drop as a finisher he thinks back and he goes man if i had just done a bear hug as a finisher oh, i'd be I, he's like i'd still be wrestling today so hogan gets it man again all the greats you don't understand even though you know hogan's a polarizing figure and granted not for the racial stuff i'm just saying in general besides that stuff like he was always a polarizing figure the greats truly get that sometimes you got to limit your arsenal because it'll mean more if keith lee is not flipping and, and jumping and then WrestleMania time comes around Pops and he looks, yeah. he looks like this. He sees about three guys out, runs, and does like a flip. It'll mean more because you, you haven't seen it very often. 
just like sex brandon you know you can't you can't pull out all the moves at once you know not like brandon brandon pulls out all the moves at once and then it gets boring look you gotta sometimes you just gotta shock and arm at the beginning oh they're shocked all right they're shocked <laughs> yeah, that they can reduce themselves to this this level <laughs> set the bar you know well, yeah, oh yeah no, 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 i mean that's why you gotta look at guys that that are gonna keep going. I think for a while, guys like the Miz. I think you know he's gonna be wrestling for a long time. Right. Uh, so, Orton, so perfect, you know, perfect example. Guys, yeah. Right. The Miz doesn't really like. There's guys uh, like you said, Orton, and then a newer guy, MJF. MJF, MJF yeah, will be wrestling for wrestling a while, for a yeah. long time because he uh, doesn't really do anything that you know warrants uh, an injury. But these are people who understand their characters, right? And MJF has gone on the record as saying, I saw everybody doing flippy shit, so I did the opposite. Mm. Think about like Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper, was he known to be a great wrestler? No, he was known for his mouth. That's who uh, MJF idolizes, by the way. Old school Roddy Piper. By the way, Kyle's making fun of me. He says, I love how axe handles Kenny's go-to beautiful wrestling move. <laughs> it's definitely not the, uh, not the slingshot. The slingshot. <laughs> Uh, my favorite is the uh, the eye rake. That's still my favorite. Good, Brandon. Give us an eye rake. <laughs> Brandon, for some reason, like, that really would does be love my the eye rake. Right, that and it's true. Finisher. In SmackDown versus Raw, two thousand, <laughs> was it two thousand seven? Brandon's character, the finisher, was a damn eye rake. <laughs> it makes sense. I mean, you take out a dude's eyes, that's it. You, right. you gouge your like, eyes. Oh, that's yeah, it. That's what you really do. Yeah, it's right? a dirty move. It's like a perfect heel move. Oh, Wasn't that your so signature? Good. I think the the Visagra was your finisher. <laughs> Remember the humping of the the humping? Oh my god. Um, okay, beautiful. Kyle points out a good one. I want to talk about him too. AJ Styles is another one. If he kept wrestling at the pace that he was in the early two thousands, we wouldn't have gotten this amazing WWE run. Let's talk. This is what I'm talking about. And people, hey, I may get heat uh, for it, but I'm just being honest. AJ Styles was the best wrestler of the early 2000s to the point where today's guys are emulating AJ Styles. To me, the work rate that is set today was because of AJ Styles, the Seth Rollins and all these other people. They legitimately copied AJ Styles. All right. AJ Styles got older and he understood that he was missing something from his game because as good as AJ Styles was, at wrestling, what was he never really good at? A promo. Ring psychology. Okay? And not to say he was bad, I'm just saying these are these were if there were flaws in AJ Styles' game, it was that. So he leaves TNA, he goes to New Japan. By the way, Elijah Washington, what's up? Hello, hello. He leaves he goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling. What does he do? Forget the work rate, he does promos. He focuses on in-ring psychology learning the Japanese style. By the time he came to WWE, he was a finished product. He was a finished product because he now knows he doesn't need to. Again, man is what, 42, 43 years old? He doesn't need to be the guy jumping from the top rope and doing things. He, can, he'll, he does it when he needs to, but we don't know that. Like We don't focus like, oh yeah, hey, AJ Styles doesn't do that styling DDT anymore, does he? You ever think about that, Brandon? Right, does he right. do the spiral tap? I've seen the spiral tap. Yeah. Does he do wild, these things yeah. that he was known for? In fact, the only thing that he does of merit is the phenomenal forearm. Right? Like, right. that's really like the only amazingly high flying move he does anymore. But he has a reputation that precedes him, and he understood how to make it work. 
So again, I go back to it. I know I spent some time on this topic, but how dare you tell me Keith Lee has nothing to learn? As good as someone is, there's, we all have something to learn. Could you imagine if episode 105 of the podcast, I said, we're as good as we're ever going to be. We're amazing. That's the day that my podcast is going to fail. That day, because that mentality right there, when you're not humble anymore, when you just think you got it made, those are the people who didn't become WWE champion. Those, you know, when we look back, there's some greats and we're like, man, how come they didn't have the title? Drug use and all that aside, there are some names and it's because they got full of themselves and they thought they didn't have anything to learn. My shit don't stink. And Vince McMahon really lets them know real quick. I can go on without you. Just saying. It's the title on, uh, on uh, Jake Hager. Please don't ever put the title on Jake Hager. But Brandon, <laughs> I can't get over this. Please, no more face paint. Next week, what? no face paint. None. Come on, this is None. this is good. No, it's, it's only gonna get better. If for Brandon me. shouldn't is... wear face paint next episode, hit that hit that thumbs up button, please. And yes, okay. So Elijah is saying, I, Elijah, I did talk about this already. Can you look at the Keith Lee documentary where he's talking with Vince? Yes, and that's why I'm like, like these are common things on available to you. These are resources available to you. The WWE Network, that documentary, go watch it. So for people to say, oh, well, Vince doesn't like Keith Lee, go watch that episode. He flat out is like getting passionate. And he's like, I he's like, I know what I have with you. And he's like trying to bring it out of him. That to me looked like a father that saw potential in his son is like, I'm going to I'm going to teach you the way, kid. That's what I saw. And Keith Lee said it. He goes, Vince, you know, he's got me ready. You know, I'm, I'm ready to I'm ready to fucking do it right now. You know, so anyway, um, getting into it, though, Brandon, um, let's talk about the ratings. Mm. So NXT did 659,000 normal for NXT. Uh, I want to point out Impact did 750,000, technically right. beating. But I think that's a combination of, of <laughs> yeah. all of them, but technically beating but still, yeah. NXT. And then AEW did. 995,000. So last week when people were saying that I, when I was saying Sting is a draw and people were harping on my language, yes, Sting's a draw. Because yeah, obviously actually, people tuned in to see that. What are you saying? Yeah, no, I was going to say actually the, the Sting segment and I think the uh, Shaq segment, they had like over a million people watching on those segments. Yeah, exactly. Those were the segments. And, you know, this actually ties me into my next point. I want to talk about celebrities and professional wrestling. I feel like a lot of people don't understand that it's not about us. And what I mean by us is the wrestling, the internet wrestling community, because we're actually a small blip on the radar. Um, us on social media, us watching this podcast, we're a small blip on the radar. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. There is a huge audience out there that doesn't use social media. <laughs> Congrats, Impact beating NXT. <laughs> yeah. But people don't realize we're a small blip on the radar, and they also don't understand another thing. They always say, get pissed off when, when WWE and when AEW brings in what they feel are irrelevant people. When they bring in the Mike Tysons, when they bring in the Shaqs, the Snoop Dogs, you know, Floyd Mayweather back in the day, Mike Tyson in WWE, all these names. So if you see Fernando, look at Fernando. He yeah. says, I skipped the Shaq segment, honestly. Again, <laughs> Fernando, listen to me because you're proving my point. These segments are not for us. 
because us, we already eat at the table. We are already going to buy the merchandise. We're already going to watch the shows. The only way that AEW is going to survive, NXT, Impact, WWE, the only way these companies are going to survive is if they get more people to tune in. There is no money in keeping your core audience. Bet. What is up with your internet? No, it, it, like, it like paused for a second, but I think we're good. Sorry, go on. <laughs> you, you were killing it. It just, it just, everything just paused when you were, you were brilliant. I, I was like, Brandon's really listening intently, but come to find out. I know, Brandon, I <laughs> 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 find out Brandon dropped out. But I was <laughs> yeah. saying, the only way, the only way we're going to... Uh, have success in the wrestling business is if you grow the companies, if you grow the audience, if you do something to shock and awe to bring them in. It's not about us. It's not about us watching because we're going to watch anyway. But how do you create more money? Oh, by bringing more pockets in, by bringing more people in. So when someone on T is watching TNT, hint, hint, basketball is shown on TNT, right? Again, this is starting to make sense. So why would Shaq be with AEW? Because the average viewer who looks at TNT, who's interested in basketball, they're like, why is Shaq on this wrestling show? Let me watch. And the hope is maybe somebody will see Shaq and go, hey, that's Chris Jericho. I remember him. That's Sting. Wait, this isn't WWE. Wait, I thought these guys were with WWE. What is this? What is this shit? Let me watch. So they watch and they go, Holy shit, Sting's in there with Tony Schiavone. I remember him from WCW. Wow, you know what? I think I'll watch this next week. Let me DVR this. I want to see what happens. Because Shaq is fighting. Oh, man, this is cool. That is what they're trying to do because they're trying to gain an audience. And then maybe that dad who just did all of everything I just said, maybe his kid sits in next week. And now his kid sees it. Now his kid's wanting AEW figures for Christmas. You know, wanting AEW merchandise. How can you not see... <laughs> That this is a good thing, and people are harping on oh, all the money AEW spending. It's like, well, the money. I don't want to say <laughs> well, I don't want to say this, but you know, to every small-minded person, you know, and I've been there. You got to spend money to make money. The ends have to justify the means, right? Vince McMahon has lost money at a WrestleMania, knowing what it's going to do for the business. Example: WrestleMania 24 was a loss. Because of how much money they spent decorating the arena. So, WrestleMania 24 was a loss, but he felt it was going to grow the wrestling business. Now, I don't know if that happened or not, but the point is, he understands. And this right. is why they're in the position they're in. Not like Brandon, who, can't, who can't, doesn't want to spend money on red paint. <laughs> this is what you get when you don't want to spend money. Right? I think it looks alright, but it could be better. Really Again, Brandon, white yeah. paint. You put the drops of blood in and you mix, mix it. it. Instead it of Brandon trying to layer it on like he's a cake. <laughs> I tried to layer it on. Um, yeah, so I want to read this comment uh, from Diego. It says, I've gotten a friend of mine actually have some interest in NXT because of Pat McAfee. There you go. Mm. Pat McAfee. Oh, there you go. Football, right. Yeah, brought you in. There yeah, you go. Kind of podcast, yeah. Oh, what? Yeah, I listened to his podcast. You know, I loved him back in the day. Uh, you know, when he played football. Maybe I'll watch him on, on NXT. I'm interested. And then, of course, Pat McAfee hits one of the best promos on NXT, <laughs> which a lot of people should be ashamed about the fact that Pat McAfee can cut a better promo than half the roster. 
Didn't CM Punk kind of? CM Punk said that exactly. Yeah, CM Punk said that. But the fact that Pat McAfee can go out there and sell tickets, like holy shit, you know. Again, I'm just excited that there's so much celebrity involvement, that there's so much cross branding, that I feel like we are growing the wrestling business, and it's just coming in December. When December is usually the month that wrestling falters. Right. Crazy. Brandon, you got a good point. Look at the WCW days. How many basketball players were there and MMA fighters? Why, why did he say Brandon? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got us confused. He's got us Yes. People think I'm you. Making great points. You can never, you can never be me. I love it. Pa- yeah. Pat McAfee is a better promo than the roster. Facts. Exactly. Absolutely. Uh, but let's talk. So AEW is obviously turning the corner. Obviously, they didn't crack a mill, but people are ready. Oh, man, people, <laughs> people's mentalities, they're like, wow, they couldn't even crack a mill off of this. So I guess, right. you know, and it's like, no. So you're looking at that as opposed to the fact that they brought in. If you add up the AEW and NXT numbers, there are at least 200,000 more people than normal Wednesday nights. Not only that, but they grew the, eight, the 18 to 49 demographic, which is the main demo, as they call it. They grew that demo growth it's all about growth it's not about cracking a mill it's about the growth of it all the fact that they've grown the company to the point where now i'm like they're they're competing with wwe they've Mm. stopped competing with nxt to me and they're going after like we're the alternative to wwe we have sting we have Shaq. we have like yeah we are a main wrestling company that's what's exciting to me and now they're helping again like look at this they're helping impact wrestling there was a time yeah there was a time Impact was the clear number two in, in, in the wrestling world. AEW has grown to the point where they are helping Impact Wrestling. How crazy is that? That's self, that is selfless, by the way. And, but I hear rumors that Tony Khan might be buying Impact. Like he's thinking about it. Uh, but I think that's just him stirring the pot. I think that's yeah, him stirring yeah. the pot more than anything. Um, but, you know, I brought up this scenario and everyone went crazy on me because they do. They always think with bias again. I sound like Trump. I should stop. <laughs> Who lost again, by the way? No. It's not, my not president. over yet. Not my president. Oh, it's, it's, that was definitely the last one, Brandon. It's over. Um, oh. The but I, I brought up. John Silvers. <laughs> Brandon bet me that if Joe Biden won, he'd have to buy me uh, Long John Silvers, which is an inside joke. But anyway, um, I posed the question. I said, what if Brock Lesnar comes to AEW now? Because now I believe it. Before it was like a pipe dream, but now that we see they're spending money on those things, bring in, yeah, you know, shacks and stuff. I'm like, okay, they might be able to bring in a Brock Lesnar. And people instantly were like, I wouldn't want that shit. And I said, whoa, 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 stop, 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 stop. You're looking at Brock Lesnar, the character, not Brock Lesnar, the human being. Brock Lesnar, the character in WWE was very, very limited by what he could do. Obviously, Look at the documentary for WrestleMania 34 when he threw the title belt at Vince. Because he was pissed. He's told Vince, right? He's gone on record saying, I've told Vince that, and that, that ending wouldn't work. He wanted Reigns to get more offense, even win. Brock Lesnar cares about the wrestling business a lot more than people realize. He's just a certain kind of guy. You know what I mean? Doesn't show his emotions. But my thing is, if Brock Lesnar shows up to AEW, I don't think Brock Lesnar would just come in and hit Suplex City and stop. Because he wouldn't have Paul Heyman. This would not be the same Brock Lesnar. He'd probably go out there and be the Brock Lesnar of 03. If you want to know what I'm talking about, go look at John Cena versus um, Brock Lesnar, Extreme Rules 2002. Uh, sorry, 2012. 
Go look at the Brock Lesnar that showed up in that match because it's completely different. Okay? So for everybody in the chat saying no Brock Lesnar, you don't understand the importance <laughs> of Brock Lesnar. It would bring more eyes because he brings a whole UFC crowd with him, brings the WWE crowd with him. Again, we're talking about advancing AEW. We're talking about not being selfish. So for everybody, it's like, oh, I don't want to see Brock Lesnar. You're missing the point. Yeah, I'm Brock versus Wardlow. Brock could put over oh, Wardlow wow. in a big way. Not even, and, and people got to understand what I'm saying. When I say put over, that doesn't mean that he has to lose. But if Wardlow takes him to the brink of it's losing true, right. and then Brock Lesnar gets the win, it puts Brock, I'm uh, sorry, Wardlow in a different conversation. People got to understand that. People have to understand that it's not about us. It's about the greater good of the wrestling company. Right? Yeah. For example, they've been trying. They did it with, they tried out with Tyson, you know? Right. Uh, even, even Jericho being there was kind of, you know, right. exactly. Exactly. Do you think I want to climb my house and put up Christmas decorations all the time? No, I do it for my daughter because it makes her happy. You got to do things to make the general populace happy. Got to give the people what they want. All right. And Brock Lesnar, bluntly, Brock Lesnar equals ratings. Simple as that. But Brandon, I, I think I, we talked about a lot of this. Uh, it's funny. I went through my list and I'm like, I've, I've kind of hit every point without um, introducing them. Uh, what I do want to say, um, take it down a notch here. Um, so Tommy, uh, Tiny Lister did pass away. You may know him as Zeus from the WWF. Uh, he was in the WWF for a cup of coffee in 1989, but more, uh, more likely you know him as Debo from Friday. Uh, he did pass away just yesterday, unfortunately, uh, Thursday, because we were recording this on Friday, and uh, very sad. Jamie Mazowskis, by the way, says hi. What's up? What's up, Jamie? Hello, Jamie. If you don't know Jamie, he wow. is yeah, he is awesome. the head of Mania Crawl, which is a bar crawl um, every WrestleMania. We did a virtual one this year, which was crazy. Virtual Mania Crawl. Which that was a dude. I gotta give credit to Jamie, man. I don't know a lot of people that could pull that shit off because oh, this was nuts. this was March. This was like pre everybody starting to do virtual events, you know. Yeah. And he pulled it off somehow, man. <laughs> and all those windows open, all the strings going. That was nuts. Yeah, it was. But anyway, back to it. Um, yeah. So uh, obviously we lost Debo. Um, don't know how he's sixty-two years old. Um, Sucks, man. So I, I'm not a like 2020 was a bad year kind of person. You know, I'm always like, yeah, I said this on social media and I'll, I'll say it here because I just want y'all to see I'm a glass half full kind of guy. Um, I said, I, I never want to say fuck 2020. I want it to be over because one, just because we go to 2021 doesn't mean anything's changed. And then two, for me to piss away any part of my life to me is really a disservice to, to the energy that I'm putting out in the universe. People are saying, by the way, Ed Perez says, looks like period face there. Yes, thank you, Brandon. <laughs> That's my dude. Brandon, nobody, nobody is understanding that you tried to do red. <laughs> Again, Brandon, mix the red paint. Anyway. Mix it, yeah. I'm, I'm, no, I'm going to find proper red paint the next time. We'll so have any, to worry about this. So what yes. I was saying is, anybody saying, fuck 2020, let's get to the next year. It's like, no, man. It's like, we've got to find a silver lining in everything. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, we, uh, in my case, for example, 2020 was a good year in the sense of I got to really reflect, do some uh, soul searching and come out as a better version of myself, you know. So 
Uh, just find the silver lining because obviously there was something good that happened this year for you. You know what I mean? So I, again, it's just I don't want to send the message that, hey, one year of my life, 2020 was fucked up. It wasn't. It, it's, it, it sucked in the sense of, you know, it was harder than most years. But nah, I'm not ever going to say fuck, fuck a year or something like that. But anyway, I need some of the water Kenny drinks. Yeah. Positive. <laughs> it's called positivity juice. Get it uh, flowing through your veins before I kick your ass. Speaking of positivity juice, guess he's back, everybody. Ooh. <laughs> Jackson Riker. How is that? How did the that even tie in? This is great news. I I thought they had just. I thought they yeeted the man, but he's, so, he's still so, around. So let me talk about Jackson Riker. I will say something. Um, yeah, and Kyle says the number on the calendar has nothing to do with anything in reality. Exactly. Change your mindset, not the calendar. That is exactly what I'm getting at. Uh, but Jackson Riker, you know, again, I think you all know where I stand politically. I'm not a Trump fan. Things like that. Uh, but even I said, um, I don't know. Um, I don't know that Jackson Riker should have gotten in as much trouble for what he did as he did. So I may not agree with the man, but for the love of God, it was looking like he was about to be released. The one thing I will say is Jackson Riker had horrible timing to like when the world was going through Black Lives Matter and there was movements and then he was speaking on the opposite side. Dude, you're a celebrity. You're a public figure. Do not speak against movements. <laughs> That's what I'll say about him. It's not like you didn't, you didn't see AJ Styles going out there and go, ah, I think blue life matter. <laughs> you shouldn't be tweeting all this shit, you know? I mean, <laughs> I mean, we should care about our cops. Or, you know, you didn't see AJ Styles doing that because he knew better. You know what side AJ Styles is on. We all know it. Damn flat earth, earther, but <laughs> he wasn't out there tweeting no. nonsense. Okay. No. He understood. I think Kyrie Irving's a flat earther, isn't he? Might be. I don't know. He's going to pay 25 grand to tell everyone (laughs) the uh, the earth is flat. (laughs) But anyway, yeah. It sucks. Yeah, because the climate, you got to, you know, depending on your political, you kind of got to watch your mouth. You know, it's just the environment we're living in, unfortunately. It looks like it's going to get worse. Not even unfortunately. It's just like, dude, it's such, it's, if you can't, if you can't act a certain way in social media, just don't be on social media. Mm. It's not, it's not a requirement to be on social media. It's not, it's not a requirement to tweet something on social media. Um, but somebody who should be tweeting stuff is Mojo Raleigh. Where the fuck did Mojo Raleigh go? Where is he? Cause Gronk was there. I blame Gronk. Gronk was there for a split second. And then, uh, yeah, he went back to the NFL and, and Mojo Raleigh (laughs) died apparently. Um, straight up left this boy and we might not even make the playoffs anyway or win anything it's just it's just absolute waste come on Gronk you could have taken Mojo Raleigh a, a once in a lifetime talent you know to the top you just needed that that, that, that guy there prevents the C you can see something in Mojo disappointed yeah. so one thing I want to talk about man uh, so Alex Reynolds I think it was on the AEW um unrestricted podcast uh i don't know if it was that or some other interview he did basically say um hey guys i wasn't knocked out um you know in that match i don't know if you remember that a couple months ago he said he wasn't knocked out um he said that it was a planned spot he was supposed to be groggy but he did he was a little loopy and things happened and they protected him and all this and i was like alex reynolds who are you trying to fool (laughs) 
I get that Alex Reynolds, right, is trying to protect AEW. And I get that Matt Hardy, for that, for the record, is trying to protect AEW. Says, oh, I didn't have a concussion. Why didn't Matt Hardy wrestle for another month? Why didn't Alex Reynolds wrestle for a while? Let's use common sense. Not only that, Alex Reynolds basically said, well, I didn't get knocked out, but then described every symptom of being knocked out. So it was like, it's like, look, guys, look, look, I wasn't knocked out. I was just knocked unconscious and don't remember the match. And listen, it, it, they protected me. Okay. You just, you're missing out. I mean, Alex Reynolds just understands wrestling psychology so well. Something that Keith Lee is going to learn uh, when he goes back. And you really got to sell these injuries angles. That's the thing. That's all he was doing. Perfectly safe. Safe even Matt Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying, look, AEW is too new of a company to be making mistakes like this because it, enough of this happens and it's going to get back to them. Um, so a question I post on social media I want to talk about, Brandon. Do you think that WWE could do something like WrestleMania 2? And for anybody that doesn't know what WrestleMania 2 was, WrestleMania 2, Vince McMahon had the bright idea to, if that WrestleMania was, 1 wasn't hard enough. So what he did was he did three different spots. He did New York, Chicago, and LA. He did an hour in each. Mm. And basically did, you know, simulcast. And I asked the question, I said, you know, he did that in 1986, <laughs> like, which is unbelievable. Like, why haven't they done something like that today? Mm. Someone pointed out to me, <laughs> they did, they did Raw 25 <laughs> and it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, that's because they shit on the Manhattan Center. They gave the Manhattan Center all the like segments and they gave mm. the um the barclays all the matches and i was like they would just have to be conscious like you would have to be like one women's match and one world title in one location and then maybe do a world title and a women's match and a women's title match in another location mm. so somebody actually when i when i said that status they said why not one in tampa for you know half of wrestlemania and then one in la and I was like, oh, there you go. Because then you can get, you know, your, your Tampa mania. But then you wonder, it's like, would they go through the trouble of decorating a, uh, two freaking stadiums to do that? It would, be, it would be like decorating Brandon's face with white face paint and then blood. <laughs> <laughs> it, could, it could end up turning out amazing, you know? No. Obviously, yeah. I, we can see that that's not true, Brandon. But guys, <laughs> if Brandon should not have put that on his face again, once again, subscribe, hit that like button. You will love know. it. Let me know, uh, please. Speaking of uh, Mania, how about this rumored Mania card? I don't know if this got people. Oh, this one, this one got people riled up. <laughs> this one got people riled up because the rumored matches for WrestleMania are Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar versus Keith Lee, which again, let's tie it back to the Vince McMahon report about Keith Lee. Obviously, Keith Lee is getting thrust into the main event, so he's trying to add some layers to him. Jeez, like, oh, I'm sorry. Vince hates him so much. How, he's going to put him in WrestleMania main event. Right. But anyway. You can um, even have, yeah, since it's the three of them. I, and that's, the, yeah. who knows if they sign wow. back Brock Lesnar. Yeah, well, okay. Okay, so the other rumored match, which I think we, was obvious, was uh, Edge versus Randy Orton. 
You know, who so doesn't get, want to see Edge and Orton again? Right, the best mess, uh, wrestling match ever. Right? Yeah. And then the one that's got people heated because he was on WWE's The Bump <laughs> this week, and he went, "Roman, you're next." Did that shit? Is Roman Reigns versus <laughs> Bill Goldberg? We were robbed of this main event, right? Everybody wanted this. All right, don't don't pretend that you didn't want to see this. And when Reigns pulled out, we were heartbroken. Right, let's talk about this. Gutted. We were supposed to get this match last year. I, hindsight being 2020, I, in hindsight, I'm happy we didn't get that match. Because Braun Strowman, one, got a, got a uh, run with the title. That's one thing. And two, I didn't want to see Babyface, Roman versus Babyface, Goldberg. This intrigues me now. If you have the ass-kicking Babyface Goldberg versus the heel, cocky, why are you here, old man? That sort of, you know, Roman Reigns. I am actually excited to see that because I don't think... I, it's funny, I, I think people don't realize this match isn't going to go on very long. It's not like this is going to be a freaking 30-minute barn burner. This is just going to be a spot-heavy match. They're both going to hit the spear. Who's got the better spear? And then ultimately will end will with Goldberg putting Roman Reigns over. What's so wrong about this? This is the, 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 look. I get that WWE's track record is not good with this one because everybody's <laughs> like, "Well, shit, Goldberg beat the Fiend." <laughs> you know? Who's to say he won't I, yeah. beat the Tribal Chief? But would that be a bad thing? Hey, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Diego yeah. says, "I do want Goldberg versus Reigns, but maybe have it at SummerSlam next year and have Roman win." Obviously, what's the mm. fucking difference? Why do you want it on a smaller event? So what are you saving Roman Reigns for at WrestleMania? Yeah, yeah. Who's the point? Maybe Rock, maybe? But then it's still that another old timer. That I get, but I've heard Rock say he wants to do it in 2022. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like, I, I, I just don't get it. I guess my point is like, why are people shitting on this before it even happens? I could see this being a good match. I could see this being a good storyline because Goldberg and Paul Heyman are very good friends. So I can see the storyline being, you know, the unstoppable Goldberg and then, you know, Roman saying like, this ain't 1999 anymore. There's a new person here that runs through the roster, you know, and, and I could just see this being a really, really good promo. Forget the match. Oh, the yeah. match will last like five minutes. It'll be like <laughs> spear, spear, jackhammer, you know, Goldberg going for another spear. <laughs> yeah, right. It's just like, it, it'll just be that. It'll be like WrestleMania uh, 30, 33, Brock versus Goldberg. Which was a good yeah. match. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of people yeah, were like, booing. Was like, oh, yeah. Everyone was booing the crap out of Goldberg yeah. <laughs> when he came out. And then the match starts. Everybody's like, ah, yeah. wow. It's like, oh, you bastards. I remember, <laughs> yeah, I remember shouting at the top of my lungs, you fickle bastards. Yeah, I remember that, bro. Uh, you could have gotten attacked with that, man. Why are you going in on the fans? Because I was ready to kill. <laughs> All right. Because people don't understand You're the wrestling so business. Angry. It makes me angry. <laughs> Well, Brandon, I guess let's 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 start wrapping this up. Um, so we have um, obviously probably the biggest news in professional wrestling was Kenny Omega uh, showing up on Impact Wrestling. Now I'm going to give you all a hint because he's advertised for Impact again. Impact has taped everything up until their next pay per view. Mm-hmm. So for anybody expecting an in ring segment with Kenny Omega and, and Don Callis, is going to be sorely disappointed. So we're probably getting something else in the bus again. Which, by the way, Don Callis hit an amazing promo. Uh, Kenny Omega pretty much didn't talk. 
and it was amazing. And then when he looked at uh, Josh Matthews and he was just like, you're friends with Ambrose, right? It's like just stuff like that, like that heel cleaner Kenny Omega stuff was awesome to me. And it's funny because obviously he did something very similar on Impact and a lot of people are shitting on it and they're like, well, you know, this is this is a terrible storyline. He didn't even explain anything. And I'm like, wait, wait, hold on. A heel wrestler didn't give you what you wanted. Hmm. Sounds like what a heel is supposed to do. And we just started this storyline. This storyline's like, why are we blowing our load? Like, don't be like Brandon. Don't blow your load in like two seconds, right? <laughs> it's, <laughs> we're just starting the storyline. means that I'm really into it, yeah. Right, we're just starting the storyline. Let it last. I'm just saying. I'm just saying, we're, we got weeks of this coming, sure. all right? And I'm excited because I think, I think we're going to start seeing the ratings creep up on AEW. I think it's going to become commonplace, my prediction, for AEW to be in the ones, the low ones. And hopefully even mm. uh, climb faster. People say Kenny's rumored to main event impact pay-per-view one winning the title. So right. obviously against uh, Rich Swan, which would be a hell of a match. Um, I just think it's cool that they're putting some eyes on impact wrestling. All right. Um, and people are saying, I don't care about him with a title at this point. So what do you want? Right. Because obviously they had, I guess my thing is it, and I'm speaking as a general statement. Yeah. People were mad that all the WWE guys were getting the AEW title, the Jerichos and the Moxleys, right? Now we got a guy who's not WWE born and bred. You know, he's a product. Granted, he wasn't OVW, but he's a product of New Japan. And now we have him. I, I said this, by the way. Do you remember this like a year ago when I said they're going to give it to a couple WWE guys to get the names relevant and then they'll give it to one of their home, homegrown talent? Ding, 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 ding. It's exactly what happened. Oh. So my thing is, Kenny Omega has the championship, so would you want the former WWE guys to keep getting it? It's like, we got to start mixing them in. We got to co-mingling and, and putting these guys in the upper echelon because we need to build the stars, you know? So right. I, would, I would foresee, you know, maybe Kenny Omega, when he eventually loses it, I would like to see him lose it to someone who's a little bit more of an up-and-comer, like a Darby Allin. Right. Somebody that you can be like, okay, you're the, you're the main event house. now. <laughs> Will Hobbs. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Will Hobbs. Not Haas. But <laughs> that's the direction they have to go. That's how you grow the business. Again, it's all about growing the business. And then, to me, when you put Darby as, and I'm just a spoiler for everybody, let's say Darby is the champion. Again, pay attention to when they put Darby in the main event, and then the mid-card feud are bigger stars than Darby Allen. Okay, that's how they do it because they basically give you a chance in the main event, but they they fill the mid card with some of the names from the main event to cross over. So MJF, MJF would be a perfect champion right, right. to take the belt from Kenny Omega. Now, are, are you cool, sort of, with the idea of having Kenny Omega potentially going to other promotions and then winning their titles and like it, you know collecting? You it know, makes sense for his character. It makes right. sense for his character. Especially if he went to New Japan and basically said, y'all forgot that I'm the best bout machine. Like y'all forget who the best wrestler in the world is. It's Kenny Omega. Remember, I've said this. Remember, I told you previous episodes. I said, I don't like that Kenny Omega has been presented almost like the third young buck because that's not the Kenny Omega I know. I've said that because I didn't want like that hokiness to Kenny Omega. Now we see what Kenny Omega offers. This is the Kenny Omega I've been looking for. We all been looking for. So, yes, I would like him to start collecting trophies and to start collecting title belts because I think it would do good for the business because obviously AEW is saying 
oh, we're here and we're going to help the companies that are here. It actually subtly lets you know the value of AEW because they're not burying their title um, to work with these other companies. They basically are like, I mean, you know, they have the NWA on their show, NWA wrestlers. They've helped impact. Like they're really doing like some good things if you really think about it. Great insight, Brandon. Thank you so much for uh, <laughs> offering. No, 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 no. Uh, I, oh, I, no, I wanted to ask about uh, about the stinger and what you thought about his segment with uh, Cody and Alan. I think it fit the Sting character. I think it was perfect because I think that's exactly what you do with Sting because you were left with more answers or more questions than you were answers. And it make, totally makes sense for Sting and it also makes you want to tune in another week. So I think they did it correctly because now we will tune in another week for Sting. You can't do it too much because then obviously people be like, all right, they're never going to tell us bye. Um, but I think they did it correctly because it makes sense for Sting to not give anybody answers. If, if y'all don't remember, Sting's most popular character, the crow, didn't talk for a year. We didn't know why the hell he was there. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so this is just so apropos for Sting. And at 61, I think he's got a good style of wrestling you know they, they can they can still do matches with them and you know still have some longevity didn't i say that last week brandon yeah. brandon's trying to brandon's trying to take credit for something i said last week <laughs> it's like, i also it's like, like how brandon's Brand, brandon's pissing me off this episode because i'm like leaned back and brandon's all leaned forward so he looks like just way bigger than me for no reason <laughs> let me lean in like you brandon there you go yeah, just lean in a little bit so people can see the paint that's why i did it but anyway, Brandon, um, after this episode, especially the fact that um, I feel like you were not a good co-host, I feel like you didn't do the face paint properly. I think I'm sending you back to the Kenny for your thoughts PC because you obviously have to no. learn some stuff. So this is not like Keith Lee. This is a burial. Uh, I'm sending you back to co-hosting school because you need to learn how to talk in a wrestling podcast. You need uh, to know how to fix a mic. Come I'm on. Come back to the, to the PC, to the right. PC center. Omega's gonna invade the WCW reboot. Yep, in 2021, the WCW reboot. Which, by the way, that guy went and said, "You all ruined it. It was supposed to be a um, like an E-Fed or something." And because of you all in this, and everybody's laughing because it was like he's like blaming everybody but himself. Obviously, he meant for it to sound a certain way. Stupid. Have accountability, guys. 2020. It's about I haven't watched business. Alex says I haven't watched Impact in a year. I might need to start. Yeah, I did. I watched it on Twitch. I actually didn't have internet. Uh, I haven't had internet since Monday. Oh, damn. so I actually really I had to watch everything on my phone, which that was annoying. It was almost as annoying as tuning in and seeing blood on a co-host face. But Brandon, like I said, you need to learn how to be a, a podcast host. Yes. Um, luckily you can sing so we'll leave you with the uh, the Manscaped song and then guys if, if you haven't already hit that thumbs up button even though YouTube is going to scrub it anyway hit that thumbs up button <laughs> give us a like subscribe and I promise you next episode I will make sure Brandon actually you know knows how to be a co-host <laughs> the Lex Express yeah. somehow, please some yes <laughs> getting ready for a date now I'm in the zone, but I had to clean up quick before I hit the road. Normal clippers mess me up. Nixon cuts were just too much. Now I'm bleeding everywhere. They're itching on me too.
Every sleepless night Got too much hair down there I need to mow it down Gotta stay clean to bear But there's a better way And now I can shave these things This much I know is true Use Manscaped to shave your pubes And you'll be silky smooth.